You are listening to Spin Now on a Spin South West and we are almost out of time on this morning's show. But before we wrap things up, we have got a very important conversation to have and joining us is a guest that I am delighted has taken the time. Minister for Higher Education, Minister Niall Collins, has kindly taken the time to chat all about the fact that he feels very hopeful that colleges will be fully reopened from September under a new government plan. Minister Collins, you are most welcome to Spin Now. Thanks very much. I know the last time we spoke... uh, you were hopeful that colleges would be back in September, but I think now you really think that it is a possibility. Yeah, absolutely. Look, it's something that um, I've been very eager to try and ensure that next year, the college year would um, be as normal as possible. The last 18 months has been hugely disruptive for all our third level college students. And I think it's fair to say, Louise, that the um, college experience of the last 18 months has been nothing uh, nothing in comparison to what it should be. So we're really, really determined that we get people back on campus and uh, in person uh, in college. And that's really, really important. So what we've been doing in our department for the last number of weeks and months is we set up an expert working group and that comprised of student representatives, um, staff representatives, all the colleges, the universities, the institutes of technology, all of the the, the main players across the the spectrum. Uh, Also included um, the HSE, um, the representatives of the chief medical officer. So we've come up with a plan uh, and the plan is for the safe return to on-site further and higher education. And everybody is bought into this plan, which is really, really refreshing. So I I think it's fair to say that uh, in summary, I suppose to give you the top level of it, Everything will be back um, with, with the exception of our large scale lecture theatres. Uh, and that is something which we have to monitor over the next couple of weeks and months. And it's an individual conversation that I suppose each particular college or third level institution will, ha- will have to have itself in terms of how they can accommodate because they vary in size, as you know. So what, we, what we've been saying, Louise, in our plan for a minimum at a minimum, you'll, you'll have laboratory and teaching, uh, laboratory teaching and learning, classroom-based teaching and learning, tutorials, uh, workshops, smaller lectures, uh, all forms of research. Um, libraries will be working away as normal. And most importantly, the um, other on-campus non-educational activities and facilities such as sports, uh, bars, canteens, clubs, societies, that they'll all operate basically pretty much in line with the prevailing public health advice for those activities anywhere else in society or across our communities. So, you know, if, if bars are open indoors, um, you know, there's no reason why the, 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 the bars and the colleges won't be allowed to operate or indeed canteens will operate along the same lines as our restaurants are operating in, in, uh, in, in normal society. So look, a lot of work has gone into it. The, the chief medical officer is quite happy with it. You will recall, Louise, at this time last year, it, it was, um, in fact, it was July of last year, we, we allocated about 167 million euros to our uh, third level institutions to allow them to prepare themselves for a return to campus back then with, with the COVID uh, pandemic in full flight. In other words, to make those physical adaptations that were needed and necessary to, you know, to basically broaden out the space and to increase capacity. So that money has been spent uh, and we will get the benefit of that on this occasion, on this September. 
and uh, all of the other supports there in terms of mental health supports and the student assistance fund and all that, you know, they, they will all be resourced uh, similar to how we resourced them last year. So I, I think it's a good news story because <clears throat> um, yeah. so, so many of our, our students, you know, their college experience was sitting at the edge of the corner table with patchy Wi-Fi trying to zoom into lectures. And look, it was a real poor second. Uh, it was a real poor second best, if you know what I mean. We had to we had to make the best of it for the year that was in it. But I think we're we're in a really really positive space now, and it's against the backdrop of obviously the vaccinations rolling out really really strong. Look, yeah. we're, we're heading up to three and a half million people now will be vaccinated uh, by by the end of this week, and um, that will include you know students ultimately everybody over 18 third level students uh, the vast majority of third level students are over 18 so they'll all be vaccinated well vaccinated by september yeah that's really hopeful and it's really positive to hear and definitely something that students need to hear i mean i'd imagine for you minister collins there's a big challenge at foot when the cao results come out on september 7th and um, the cao first round offers are due to come out september 7th so I'd imagine that it's all well and good saying everyone will be back on campus, but will there be enough spaces on the campuses for the students that you're hoping to get back? Yeah, look, look, there, there, there will obviously be pressures and there's always pinch points and they always come around uh, the time that the, the, the results and the CEO begin to make their offers, you know, and, and these are issues and challenges that each individual college will have to face up to. I know last year, for example, um, we experienced a lot of great inflation and we discussed it with yourself um on air um we we made a huge effort and the colleges responded they, they put on extra places in those high demand courses and we'll be seeking to do the same again this year uh, there will be great inflation this year because of course the predictive grades are are the sitting sitting the sitting the leaving certificate so you get the best of, of both uh, you, you get an each way chance really for for those people who are who are taking both and and, and that's most people who are taking both which is good to see the, the other thing that we're keen to do is in relation to student accommodation, yes. um, Louise, and we're changing the law in relation to student accommodation um, this month, uh, and we will have it fully finalized um, well in advance of the return to college in September. And that uh, and what we're doing is twofold. First of all, um, it, this applies to all renters, but it applies to students also, that you can't be asked for more than two months, uh, the equivalent of two months rent upfront. So that uh, whether that's a deposit or, or a month's rent in advance, whatever way you want to calculate it, you can't be asked for uh, half of the college year or the full term, or in, in some instances, people were being asked for 100% of it. Um, and secondly, um, we're saying that at, at a minimum, the, 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 the minimum notice period that will be required now will be a month. Um, so in other words, student accommodation, um, students, if they have to leave for whatever reason, uh, they will only be required to give one month's notice um, so we had huge issues, as you know, last yeah. year in relation to student accommodation, where um, and it took it took so, a, a lot of tough conversations between ourselves and the third level institutions where you had um, accommodation being provided by the universities and the third level institutions. Uh, we were somewhat constrained when it came to accommodation, which was being provided by the private sector. But we're, we're addressing that now. Um, in terms of that law change that the most you can be asked for is the equivalent of uh, two months upfront. So that, that will make, I think, a real significant difference to people in terms of, you know, finding the amount of money that they need to um, secure yeah. to return to campus. 
I really agree with that and I think that that's a really good positive step but I have to ask the question for the students you know I'm just going to say here in the southwest of Ireland in Limerick for example that are maybe hoping to get primary teaching in Mary I but they're holding on out until the 7th of September for the CAO offer at which point they go to look for accommodation and there is absolutely nowhere to be found so you know I think that it's more than just the cost and the rent it's actually the fact that there is lack thereof accommodation for students so for parents who may be anxious about their their children moving to a city like Limerick and not being able to find accommodation and struggling to find digs and then you know the next thing you know it's nearly Christmas time and they're still commuting from home or back in a situation where they're having to learn online are there any options for students that really can't find student accommodation you know because of the lack of it in our big cities yeah so look there's no short-term fix um for that I'm I'm acutely conscious of of the issue in terms of the the bottleneck which has been experienced and the shortage and it feeds into the overall um, bigger housing issue, but but you you've quoted Limerick as an example. One one of the one of the positives that we've um, managed in the last year is Limerick um, Institute of Technology is now um, merging to become a technological university with at Lone Institute of Technology, and that's a process which is happening right around the country. And one of the benefits and the upside of that, Louise, is um, heretofore under the legislation that governs institutes of technology. They weren't allowed to borrow to build student accommodation themselves uh, the same way as, for example, the University of Limerick does. So if you go on campus to the University of Limerick, there's a fabulous um, offering of student accommodation, um, high quality, uh, really well run, uh, and uh, that increased their capacity. In fact, the vast majority of students who go go to the University of Limerick avail of uh, the the student on-campus accommodation. The Limerick Institute of Technology up until now has not been able to do that uh, by virtue of the the legislation that governs institutes of technology. So that's changing when it becomes a technological university. It will be allowed to borrow and to go in uh, source finance to build its own student accommodation. So that will ultimately increase the supply. Uh, Now, that's a that's a medium term fix. But but in the short term, uh, I I don't have any short term fix for you. And it's a problem. It's really a log jam that happens. So would you be suggesting for students to take the gamble then to try and start looking for accommodation as early as now, July, August, when they finish their exams with the hope that they will get their CAO offer or then be in a situation that, you know, they've paid the two months rent, they can't get it back and they're looking for accommodation in another city altogether? Yeah, so look, that's that's something that I'm slow to advise people to do because, um, you know, if, if it doesn't work out, well, you know, people say the minister advised them to do it and it didn't work out. Look, people have to try and judge that for themselves. Um, and I know that won't give people um, too much comfort at this point in time. You know, they, they will know, uh, they will have a reasonable expectation as to how, they, how the exams went uh, and to uh, obviously how the uh, predictive grades are, are, are playing out for them. So um, they'll just have to make that calculation for themselves. Unfortunately, I would be very, very slow to advise people, you know, to enter into any type of contract um, where, where, you know, certain factors like securing the course place are up in the air but look i you know i'm stepping back into what i said to you earlier uh, it's the increase in the supply which is what we need to try and achieve and that's something which we've been working hard on and uh, that will happen in the in the medium term Okay, well, very hopeful that it will. Finally, Minister Collins, we'll just ask you one more question about the rapid antigen testing. Um, How likely is it that rapid antigen testing will be rolled out in all national universities by September? 
Yeah, so it's actually kicked off already. Part of this uh, safe return to on-site further and higher education, um, there's a pilot program of antigen testing being rolled out in Trinity, uh, UCD, UCC, and UCG. And that's going to roll over the summer months. Um, and there'll be an interim report from that antigen, rapid antigen testing pilot scheme that there'll be an interim report uh, furnished to our department. And we'll give it, of course, to NEFIT and to the chief medical officer at the end of September. But it will run for the entire year, school year also. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out um, because it'll be the same cohort of people who will be uh, serially tested over, over, the, the entire, over the summer and over the entire college period. And it will go to informing us. Look, I mean, the, the medical community is divided in relation to antigen testing, as you know. Uh, the chief medical officer has made his views uh, pretty clear. He, he's not a huge uh, proponent of it. Others are uh, very excited about it. I know the aviation industry, for example, are, are very keen to get it up and running to try and secure uh, a return to aviation as much as they can. And um, look, we just have to, to wait and see. The, the main thing is here uh, is the vaccinate that, you know, the main uh, linchpin in all of this, which is underscored and has secured the safe return to, to you know, on, on site, in person um, return to college is the vaccination program. And we've had a huge uptake um, here in Ireland, as you know, uh, right across the different age cohorts. So people in their 30s are being vaccinated here in Limerick in the Midwest this week. And uh, it's rolling on really, really successfully. So I would yeah. just uh, encourage everybody uh, when it gets to their age cohort to register and to get themselves vaccinated. And we get ourselves in, into that uh, position where we have the herd immunity and we're pretty much back to normal then. Absolutely. And I think that it's something students are just itching to do because there there had been chat and I know that lots of students had been in touch with us here on SPIN and they were complaining of the fact that they had missed out on their Erasmus programme. They didn't have an opportunity to study overseas. And again, maybe something like the antigen testing and having a vaccine would mean that they could get back on track with those studies and Erasmuses could be rearranged and hopefully students wouldn't miss out on those massive, really important milestones in their educational careers as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And look, I mean, conscious of your, you mentioned Erasmus there, also that's a huge uh, part of of college experience and of college life going abroad to to avail of those opportunities and the the that, that's why we were particularly strong in terms of our input as a department and my input as a minister in terms of securing that uh, digital green certificate which will uh, be a major part in in allowing people to to travel but also a major part in allowing people to partake in their erasmus program Brilliant. Well, look, it seems like good news and there is certainly light at the end of the tunnel for our third level students. So here's hoping that everything goes smoothly with the CAO offers in September and that students are indeed back on campus at the end of September. Minister for Higher Education, Minister Niall Collins, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this morning on SPIN. Thank you very much.